and I guess they rushed me to the hospital. I don't even remember. And I woke up with like all these bright lights and I realized where I was. I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> this is, I, I, I'm okay with this. Cause I, this means I pushed myself as hard as I possibly could. This is the Other People Podcast with Paula Hathaway and Ray Reed. We're here. We did it. We did it. Salud. Cheers. Oh, you guys do the, that's like a sake thing. Is that all drinks or just sake? Everything. Is that a sake thing or is that like an alcoholic thing? I always thought that that's, you do the kompai with sake. Why am I frozen? Why No one's actually frozen. You just need to relax yourself. See this thing right here? (laughs) Actual recording is of higher quality. So nice. Oh. I'm gonna like remove this now. You're not looking at it anymore. <laughs> no longer. All right, we're here. Let's do it. Welcome to the Other People Podcast again. again. We've done this before. We did this before. But Today we, we have Jeremy McGee, not JP McGee. Not JP. Correct. Right. I hear sound you from hear somewhere. There's, yep. <laughs> <laughs> there was the echo. <laughs> oh, because sound was coming out of that one. Yeah. You're right. It doesn't like it. It's okay. It's so it's it's a nice little Sunday. It's a happy little Sunday because we have Jeremy back in. Sunday there. afternoon. Sunday afternoon because we were supposed to start earlier, but. It was always afternoon. Ray is synonymous. It was always afternoon. Being late. Tardy. It's called ADHD. Yeah. Is this the right. first Sunday without football? It is. Super Bowl was last weekend, right? But Super Bowl you, was last weekend. You just dated the podcast. Now we can't like try it has, like now everybody knows exactly when we recorded. <laughs> it is <laughs> Sunday, February nondescript. <laughs> Circus spring. Now everybody knows how long you fucking take to put your podcast oh, out. Yes. <laughs> right? <laughs> All right. Cheers. <laughs> Salud. Um, Cheers to love your bodies. Oh wait, gotta do this. Yes. Boom. Welcome to the Other People Podcast. Today we have Jeremy McGee, who is uh, an athlete, public speaker, Mm -hmm. Scotch drinker. Scotch drinker, yes. An author. Mm. We'll touch on that later. Wannabe surfer, filmmaker. Okay, I'll take that. Yeah. Yeah. What else? Douchebag. <laughs> Self-proclaimed. Yeah. Self-proclaimed douchebag. Selfish bastard womanizer. Womanizer. Yeah. All the above. Sports fucking activists rating trails to find yeah. things. Happen. Let's think about good things. You think about good things, <laughs> not the real things. Not not real. Just yeah. <laughs> TED Talker? All around business. Um, I did do a TEDx talk okay. in 2014. Is there okay. like a culture and it was of people where like TEDx and like TED Talkers are like, no, we have doctors. Well, it is a very distinct difference. TEDx. Oh. TEDx is like the the regional TED for each. And so the goal is, and usually what happens, um, you'll give a TEDx talk and then the goal is to get enough views where then they put Upgrade. it on TED. Oh. Yeah. Do you ever meet TED? Yeah. <laughs> Every day. Every day. <laughs> Just Ted Zex. Well, let's start from the beginning. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about 
Baby Jeremy. Baby Jeremy <laughs> was uh, seven pounds, 11 ounces, Excellent. born at 11.07 a.m. Actually, nice. I was seven pounds, 11 ounces and born at 11.07 a.m. On yes. what day? August 18th, 1976. All right. The year of the fiery dragon, not just the regular dragon. <laughs> and a Leo. Yes. Yes. So the camera stuff, I love it. It's, he loves it. He I, loves yeah. the attention. I do. I do love the attention. And it's a constant reminder to not find my value in that. Right. <laughs> yeah. So you grew up like a little Grom or like playing football? I, growing up in Southern California is what you would expect it to be. Like everything was outdoors, skateboarding, um, riding our bikes to the beach, boogie boarding, surfing. We, I grew up in Mira Mesa. So, you know, like six and a half miles from Torrey Pines Beach. And so we used to ride our BMX bikes down, me and my little brother down to the beach. and Always active. Yeah. Um, Stomping through the canyons. Through Los Penasquitos Canyon, grew up exploring that place, uh, meeting illegal immigrants, discovering porno mag stashes, <laughs> all the above. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. This, anytime you live near like an open canyon, there's like homeless camps and you find all the good stuff. There's homeless camps and porno mags. Yeah. Yeah. Was yeah. this the one that, like the... Penasquitas one that has the the waterfall like that yep. trail so my little brother and i swore that we discovered that waterfall for humanity because <laughs> right. no one had we told us about it ever. so oh sorry knock my microphone <laughs> yeah so we um we just we found the waterfall one day and the fact that there was a trail to it wasn't a dead giveaway that no. people have been there before. <laughs> yeah. no, we definitely discovered it. Um, yes, yeah, so we ran home and told our mom, we discovered a waterfall. <laughs> yeah. But it's funny, like knowing, I know that canyon so well now, like the back of my hand. That's where I ride mostly when I'm, when I'm here, when I'm home. And uh, I know it so well. And it's funny where our house is, is actually as a crow flies, like not far from that waterfall. But the way we got there as kids with this was this crazy roundabout way. I mean, we're talking like we were hiking like close to 20 miles in vans and airwalks, you know, in in the 80s. Yeah, that's a fun one, though. I like the trails there. It's cool. Yeah, they're super mellow. It's the family zone for sure. But up on the up on Del Mar Mesa, like up above it to the north, that's where like the, the more technical mountain biking is. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. We like to harass people and like tell them, you know, this is why you're here and and this and this and this. But my question is, because you do so many things, what do you what do you consider yourself? Like everyone has an (laughs) occupation, everyone has like things that they do, but what is like what what's your job, Jeremy? I'm a daily survivor. But how does that um, carry over? <laughs> well, when people ask me that question, what do you do? Um, yeah. I am very proud to be able to say, technically, I am a professional athlete. Yeah. Um, I get, I have sponsors that pay me. Um, so therefore, as far as the IRS is concerned, I'm a professional athlete. <laughs> He's an athlete. <laughs> He's Maybe that should be so the I get to like, say what that. What does so, the IRS think you are? And, yeah. and, but I mostly do that because it opens up conversation. Like, oh, I'm an athlete. Oh, what do you, people are like, oh, what do you mean? Yeah. And and it's just it's just nice to say. And I'm very proud to be able to say that. So I would say I'm that first and foremost. Okay. Well, what got you to being yeah. a professional athlete? 
Um, I've just, I've always been an outdoorsman, always been very physical. Um, but what got me to the place where I could be actually get paid to be an athlete? Um, that's a great question. Um, living in America, <laughs> really. <laughs> um, born and raised in Southern California. We grew up poor, but that is growing up with privilege. You know, um, I would say that's what got me got me there. Very lucky to be from where I'm from. Yeah. Like we could really do anything in this country, you know? Um, well, not everybody, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, even if you're, you know, lower class or, or whatever, and you're living in yeah. Southern California, you have the beach and the weather's always nice. So surfing, skateboarding, snowboarding, skiing, you know. Yeah. That's all just come, comes with the territory yeah. and growing up middle-class Southern California, there's so much opportunity afforded with that. Right. Yeah. Um, but I did not have, I didn't have parents that encouraged me to pursue anything or were influences in my life really whatsoever in a much of a positive way. Um, so, I mean, I, I did have that disadvantage, um, where it kind of took me like later in life. I think if I would had parents that like encouraged me to pursue like what I wanted to do, I could have been. I could have been pursuing an athletic career a lot earlier and not in my forties. <laughs> hey, who cares when you do it? As long as you do it. I, I Athletes are getting older, right? Yeah. I, well, yeah, like, but... okay. So I played football growing mm -hmm. up and I did that because what do you do when you don't have like parental influence? You like, as a kid, you drugs, drugs, yeah. <laughs> which I did so, not do. Thankfully, really? I did not get into drugs Waited. or drinking Ever? as a kid. Never. No, I, I mean, yeah. I've, I've smoked weed maybe, less than a dozen times in my whole life wow. i've never even seen wait drugs. has that just always been with me then <laughs> <laughs> yeah no like, i'm just kidding i don't we've never smoke smoked pot. together i don't smoke and i'm pot. not yeah and i'm totally <laughs> willing to and i wish <laughs> yeah. i was a good pot smoker i really yeah, wish i was yeah um, but i'm such a lightweight yeah uh i mean ask kim about yeah. me interplanetarily traveling and ruining the party. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't do it. I get too much anxiety. I wish that I could do it. It seems like a really mellow existence. You gotta find the right one though. Oh yeah, find like the, the right, right strain. It's true, this though. is what they say. This it is, is true because I know that from experience. I mm -hmm. when I was younger, basically when you're younger and you got weed from someone, you didn't know what it was. It was just a bag of weed. Yeah. This mech hash. It, you just, <laughs> it, it is what it is, right? And then I remember starting to get it from someone and they're like, well, this is, you know, blah, 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 blah. And it's a, this strain. And I'm like, don't know what that means. Cool. But then I realized certain ones would really fucking me up. Yeah. And then I realized I can't smoke certain strains. Yeah. So. That no. makes a lot of sense. See, I'd like to learn about that. Yeah, for no, sure. For me, when I was growing up, I just smoked weed all the time. All the time. Like it was probably like dirt weed, so it's like you no. never really got I mean, that no, rich. no, we we it was in that like time, like what, like when did I graduate high school? I graduated high school. <laughs> it was like ninety nine and like graduated a few years after that. And then uh, I think it was my dad dying that like I after that flipped a switch well, and you stopped and I said I couldn't do I couldn't be high anymore and without like anything and so I've tried to and just as yeah it's not for you not my cup of tea it's not for you but yeah. for some people it's very beneficial yeah. like 100 percent. you know 
We, but I mean, we know a lot of people that they yeah. do it all the time and that's how they function. And mm-hmm. I totally back that. I can't do it all the time. I like to do it well, like maybe at home at night after a yeah. long, stressful day. See, that sounds like the reason to do it, to, yeah. to yeah. make it so you can function. I mean, I don't know if I would necessarily call that a healthy thing. You know, yeah, it's better than pharmace- pharmaceuticals or, yeah. or anything like that. But I would say um, being able to function without anything external, like being able to get a place in our minds through practice, meditation, whatever it is. Nerd. <laughs> that would be the goal, I would think. And then, you know, if if and then smoking, yeah. smoking regularly would be um, a vehicle to get there, to get out of a rut or Whatever. Yeah. But the daily habitual in order that you can function doesn't seem like a good thing to me. The only reason why I disagree is just because I know certain people that have a lot of uh, anxiety and stuff like that. So for for certain people that I know, it actually helps them. 100% it helps them. You know them. what I mean? Yes. Like, but yeah, I can't, I couldn't possibly like wake and bake every day. I'd be a, Yeah. I couldn't do anything. I'd be like non-functioning, but like in a chill mode or like if it's like, Mm -hmm. I know I'm not going to like go anywhere or be in a bunch of like around a bunch of people, then I'm like, all right, cool. You know, because even, yeah, it does. It can give me anxiety for sure. So you played football. <laughs> so let's switch back. We're going to call this the podcast. <laughs> back, to that, back to that. Um, but we I have had some major spiritual experiences in those interplanetarily traveling mm. weed smoking, mm. which were very positive. Like, you know, you hear people going to, um, you know, psilocybin retreats and things like yeah. that, or like ayahuasca. And, you know, I hear these stories. I'm like, that sounds very similar to these, like, I'd say two times that I just smoked weed. Like I had experiences like that. Maybe they laced it with something. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> Ask him because it was hers. <laughs> it was, it was, yeah. Kim definitely laced it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, so I play football because yeah. What what do you okay? Yeah, what do you do as a child? Yeah. Well, you do what's cool. Yeah, yeah. You. you I played football. Dr- you found drugs. <laughs> I wasn't good at it. I was yeah. like, oh, playing football is cool. Yeah, I'm gonna do that. And so I played football, and you know, I. I How did, can I get my parents to like me? Let's deep. Let's dig deep. Parents like football. <sighs> was I trying to get searching? my parents to like me? Maybe I was just. Nobody cared about. No, dude. Like there was no thought. No, no. There was right? just. There was just. It was, it was just, just following the flow. That's yeah. all it was. There was no. There was not much thought to it. Uh, well, and I started at a very young age. I mean, mm-hmm. I was twelve. Okay. Um. And uh, I did well because I applied myself. You know. Mm-hmm. Um. But I was never going to take it anywhere i mean look at me <laughs> you know you could have been a i'm i'm skinny and i'm white i'm not gonna i'm not gonna go and take it anywhere you know and i like really slow feet you know yeah um it's funny we do like sp- sprints for practice and stuff and like you know the 40 yard sprints i was last <laughs> you know but the 100 yard sprints i would pass everybody at about like 60 70 yards and and Endurance. come in first yeah. for like the 100 yard sprints really like so yeah. that's so that's kind of more like where my body's built. Mm-hmm. So if I would have had parents help me realize what I was good at, I probably would have 
like ran cross country, spent more time running so track, <laughs> and been in drama club maybe. <laughs> so much less money actually yeah. in those no, in, I know. in in those endeavors because football is actually a very expensive sport to play with all the equipment and everything. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't wasn't for me. I played football for one season, and uh, uh, in Oceanside, I mean, we have so many big dudes. Well, I grew up in Vista, and we had everyone that was, uh, you know, somebody's related to a charger, you know? Oh, wow. <laughs> and, so, and so everybody was like 6'4 and like 300 pounds and and all just, I, I think from my freshman team, like four people went on to the NFL. And, oh, wow. Yeah. And so oh, wow. I was just there to be a punching bag for people that, you know, <laughs> were, were actually going to play football. And I remember like the last day of freshman year, um, this dude, Edgar, really, really nice dude. I was just like, Hey, you know, coach, I don't think I can play anymore because I've got to, you know, get a job and help my family out, pay bills. And the coach's like, no, man, we're going to figure this out. Like, we're cool. You don't even worry about it. And I was like, and I walk up and I'm like, yeah, coach. And I basically like trying to verbatim say the same thing. And he's like, all right, Reem, good luck. <laughs> I was like, like, okay. like, let you go. Yeah, yeah, bye. <laughs> okay, and I'm like, no, no, yeah, like, I really wish you said, sounds good, sounds good. Sounds good, great. See you later. <laughs> See you later. Bye, athlete. <laughs> that is hilarious. Um, well, I have two claims to fame. Yeah. Two piece, two stories I do not ever hesitate to tell. Um, one of them involves dating a professional French model, and the other one involves a, a football story um, Michael Pittman, his mm -hmm. son plays for the, uh, Indianapolis Colts right now. He plays receiver for the Colts. Um, but his father, Michael Pittman, I went to school with, he was a year ahead of me and, uh, he played, ended up playing for uh, Tampa Bay, went to the Super Bowl with Tampa Bay, ended up rushing. He played running back rush for like 145 yards in the Super Bowl. Um, and then played for Denver for a while. Um, after practice one day, cause he, he was a senior. I was a junior. I was running like the playing on the scout team defense, you know, cause I didn't, I didn't start, you know, played like special teams and all that. Mm -hmm. And so I had to go against the starting offense every practice. And, um, so I'd go against Michael Pittman oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> and after practice one day, and I was the, like the, like the crazy white guy that like painted his face and banged his head in the locker room and screamed and got all crazy. And like that, that was the guy that I was, you know? Yeah. And so after practice one day, he comes up to me, he's like, McGee, I'm afraid to hit you, man. <laughs> I was like, yes. yes. I was like, that's right. Cause I'm crazy. <laughs> yeah, you know, crazy always wins, man. But he ended up playing a Super Bowl and he was afraid to hit me. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> you, think, you think he still thinks about that now? Oh, I doubt it. Probably. You should see the guy's biceps. <laughs> Insane. Not scary anymore. <laughs> All right, tell us the French model story. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give us the French model story. Oh, Give Natalia. Natalia. Um, I was um, repping for a French ski outerwear company mm -hmm. um, called Eider. It was just ski jackets and stuff yeah. like that when I was a rep. And uh, we're at the trade show and she was the model that they like flew over from France to like wear the, you know, jackets and stuff yeah. at, at the trade show booth. And womanizer Jeremy came out. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, this was started. the opposite. Like, cause yeah. I, I did not think anything because she's way out of my league. 
way out of my league. And uh, don't say that. <laughs> don't say that. <laughs> don't. Um, this podcast is about positivity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just saying Jeremy. what I thought at the time. Yes. Um, I, and it, there's a lot that went into that because I was way in over my head with the job. I was new. I was nervous. The boss was gnarly and I didn't know what to do. And I was exhausted and working my ass off and sales were not great. It was like right, right when like the, the recession hit in, uh, what 2008. This yeah. So the, and this was 2007. So mm-hmm. it was like this. Yeah, so sales were bad, and I had this huge contract, and I knew I was expendable because um, the company had, like, acquired the company I was working for. And so my boss really inflated the numbers, and so we got, like, these big contracts, all the reps yeah. and stuff. So I knew that it was not looking good for me. Mm-hmm. So I had all that going on in the back of my head, too. <laughs> Anyways, so we're all out one night because the trade show's in Vegas. And we're all out. Um I actually did really well playing blackjack that night too. Like I was really lucky, you know? And then, um, I remember I was so stupid. Um, at the end of the night, everyone was saying bye. And she was like, Oh, what are you doing now? Like all going back to our rooms. And I was like, Oh, I'm just going to bed. I got to work in the morning. Good night. Didn't think anything. Good night. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, everyone, trade show ends. We all go home and, and she, and she like, you know, emails me and, you know, tell me, she's like, remember when I was asking you what, what you were doing now. She's like, I wanted to go back to your room with you. (laughs) I was like, whoa, completely over my head. And we ended up having this like long distance love affair. And she came to, to, and it was amazing, super intense, you know, just messaging all day, every day. Um, And then she came to visit and it was terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Lots of sexy texts and then reality. And then reality hit and uh, she wanted to like um, smoke cigarettes and go to intellectual movies. And I was like, let's go surfing and let's do all this outdoor stuff. And um, she, yeah, she realized that she didn't like me (laughs) after all. And she cried. She got super homesick and cried. Yeah. That sounds terrible. And I was like, I should probably go home. (laughs) Bye, Natalia. (laughs) (laughs) Damn it. (laughs) You made her cry. Wow. I didn't make her cry. I guess I, no. She was just really uh, homesick. Yeah. She got really homesick. Yeah. I get it. And it was a a bit long of a trip. I I mean, it was, I want to say it was like four weeks. That she, she was a long trip. Yeah. yeah. And she cut it short. She went home early. Damn. What Damn. about you going and visiting her? Um, I mean, if that had gone well, I, I totally would have. Yeah. yeah. But she wanted to go to California, you know, mm. it's cool. Uh, yeah. yeah. But not experience, but then not full yeah. experience of California, which is outdoors and surfing and the beach yeah i mean san diego is not the place you go to experience uh nightlife or music you know i mean a little bit but not 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 it was in the 90s it was probably it was a lot more fun but we're not talking about the 90s bro we actually we (laughs) know how many times i hear that no we're talking (laughs) about we're talking about the 2000s we're talking about the early 2000s buddy living in the past (laughs) there's one year where i was almost cool and just trying to get back almost means you were oh you see you're doing the low voice thing 
Yeah. You're doing um, it. See? Wait. <laughs> Shit. Everyone says no one can No, 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 no. That's the whispering thing. That was the bassy low voice. But that's what you do, and that's when I can't hear you. Oh, really? Oh. Yes. Maybe that's it. It could be something with the compression. I don't know. No, you just like, you start explaining something, As, and you start talking mm, like really low. And it's, I mean, you're, I don't you have know, a nice voice, <laughs> but you do the same when you start it's talking beautiful. low like that. I'm like, I that's can't crazy. hear him. And I even I got put made it, fun of by, by one of my friends. We'll say friends now. But uh, yeah, I said it, it was like creepy library whispering. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I just got turned on. But I, lo <laughs> but I love the MPR. <laughs> but I love whispering. the MPR. Wow. <laughs> yeah. It's because wow. it was, it's, I, I'm trying to do my best Terry Gross. And so, oh. yeah. but you're not doing it consciously. Failing. No. You're not like making conscious no. decision to talk low like that. No, no, nothing I'm doing. Is but conscious. you haven't noticed it huh? in, the, in the headphones. Like that's why you wear headphones. Uh, so you can notice that. In the headphones, actually, it sounds a little bit like more full, which is really funny. So if I get in here and I'm talking lower, then I can hear it better. So can you pull your voice out and bring it up in post whenever you talk low actually, like that? Actually, that's one of my other jobs to do is go back and re-edit a bunch of audio so that people can actually hear what oh, we're talking about. I hate editing audio. Audio is the easy part, man. All it's right, the video. All right, kids. Yeah, yeah, we digress. <laughs> can we, can On we this episode of we Okay, digress. okay, sorry. I know I'm the king of tangents. Episode. I know, I know. So can let, we, can we really yeah, let's dip. get back on it. Yeah, because the show's about what you do and uh, and how you kind of develop this path of being some, and, and actually developing paths is one of the mm -hmm. other things that you do. But let's talk about Jeremy now and the things that kind of, led to that and and i mean you know you were an athlete in high school you were surfing snowboarding riding motorcycles and and then had a serious injury and and from that injury like you've fucking rose up and made a career that's just uh, we were talking about this today jealous, yeah. that i feel like a lazy piece of shit whenever <laughs> i like see you doing all these things and i'm like oh, such a lazy piece of shit like this guy does like 20 million more things than I could ever do. So it's inspiring. So that's awesome. So yeah, tell us. Why? Like okay. Okay. I stop you guys. Cause that's a big question that I've been like trying to answer in like my journaling and everything right now is why is that inspiring? Like, um, why is someone like in, like if we really break it down to the nuts and bolts, because feeling like you're a piece of shit is not a good, inspiring feeling, you know, feeling like a lazy piece of shit. And that's not ever, you know, um, and is it seeing someone who has like, quote unquote, worse than us, you know, no, I that, mean, it's just because you hear about that you're all not the time, letting anything stop you. And I think that's what's so cool. It's like, it's I, I Actually, what I think is uh, is the reason why people do that in kind of a general way, and it's not because to go, oh, um, I feel like somebody has it so much worse off than me, and no, I it's think not it, that I think it's that people um, often pause at uh, at any adversity, and so many people, and I think kind of the, the point of this podcast is for people that may be stuck like at their job or like, or, or, you know, maybe it's a relationship or maybe it's something like that. But I think that people love to see, uh, and it's inspiring when somebody else has something that maybe they feel like, Oh, well, you know what? My problem is not the same as that problem. And I should be 
you know, it's, it motivates me to, to try and do something else or like go outside of the norm or think out, out of the box. And I think that that's really where that is. And so yeah. you probably, yeah, probably hear a lot of, and you're like, fucking shut up people. <laughs> it, it is, it is interesting. Um, because I mean, I get it in like the simplest of circumstances, you know, and the t- where I hear it the most is out on the trail, you know, mm-hmm. someone will say, it's good to see you out here, man. I'm like, Oh, you know, it's, it's not a bad thing to say. It's my ego that makes it a bad thing to say, you know, is you know it, what I mean? Is it fucking, or are you <laughs> just fucking done hearing it? <laughs> like, um, that's okay. And I'm okay. And I'm like, okay, why is it so good to them to see me out here? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Cause like, fuck me in a wheelchair. My biggest disability is my hip, my brain, you yeah. know, really. Uh, it's like this thick layer of molasses that I push through. But that's everybody's. Yeah, exactly. That's, yeah. that's yeah. exactly. That's, that's my point. Exactly. It. Yeah. Right. So like the wheelchair stuff, I'm going to figure that out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You would figure that like anybody's going to figure that out. You know, that's not the hard part. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not easy by any means. It's more work. It's, it's just, but it's a matter of logistics. It's a matter of point A to B. It's a matter of coming up with the system and figuring things out, especially when it comes to adaptive sports. That's not not doable though. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's the, what's going to stop me is my anxiety and my depression. Mm -hmm. That's what's going to stop me. Um, so, but that's not visible. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? The physical disability is. So it's like obvious. I'm inside that start. I think this is just how my mind goes with breaking these things down. Like, okay, so it's really simple then, you know, Mm -hmm. is it, and if we break that down, it's someone who has facing adversity, obvious yeah. adversity, yeah, not invisible adversity, an obvious and you, and therefore physical adversity, adversity because anything that's not physical is not obvious, right? Yeah. So physical adversity, okay. Well, it's really simple, you know, <laughs> and that is if you break that down, yeah. that's someone who has it harder than us, mm-hmm. physically, you know, yeah, yeah. and and and, you, and that in itself it's like i don't know you think of any other animal on this planet they get an injury they're just like well this is the new me yeah or you know or like this is okay well that's it i guess (laughs) i guess i like they die well animal gets an injury in the wild they die okay well (laughs) either they adapt or they die yeah they They get eaten alive let's face it three legs or whatever they they figure our neighbor has a three-legged coyote that is just going strong for like 15 years Southern California coyotes got it easy, man. Yeah, man <laughs> Except true. for the highways. Yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> Just beware of the highways. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> but but it is, and I and I wonder then if that's like just you saying that if every single person asking you that is going, you know, they're struggling with something in there, and that and they're like, fuck, yeah, that makes my shit look easy, yeah, because. This guy's got it, but it's still physically. No, you're right, but it's still physically. But yeah, but it's like you said, you're going. Well, my main problem is is internal mental, and you can't actually see it, but so is theirs because they're yeah. But they're externalizing it. Man, it's fucking. It's a mind. It's kind of a mind. Yeah, but it's like I. But I don't like almost. It's 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 frustrating. It is frustrating, and I don't want to be so simple. You know. Mm I don't feel like life is as simple as that, you know, yeah. I don't know, but maybe the majority of humanity is that simple. I don't know. 
What were we saying? You were you told me a story. Um, was it you that told me a story that someone was praying for you? Oh Every, God! Tell me this. Tell this. I don't get embarrassed yeah. very easily at all. Like it takes a lot to embarrass me, and this is one of the most embarrassing moments of my entire life. I had just moved to Arkansas. Like I was. Oh yeah. I yeah, was. I just bought my house, and I'm like, oh shit! I have to buy a bed. I had to yeah. buy, I had to buy furniture. I had to buy stuff for my house. So where do you go when you're in Bentonville, Arkansas to buy stuff? You go to Walmart. The owners. <laughs> you, go to, you go to the owners of Bentonville. You go to Walmart. Walmart. So I'm in Walmart and, uh, you know, just, just buying a quick bed frame, you know, the mattress in a box and pillows and bedding, you know, I was like, I got to just get a bed first. Let's just do that. So I'm in like the bedding aisle and this older man comes up to me and just starts he raises both of his arms and just starts praying to Jesus that I step up out of my chair and I'm healed by the power of the Holy and Spirit. Yelling, praying over me, yelling, like some of it in tongues in a busy Walmart on a weekend. <laughs> and he, and I was like, okay, thank you. Thank you. Okay. Thanks, man. I'm, I'm okay. You know, and I was trying to get away from him and he just kept following me around and oh, it was wow. really embarrassing. <laughs> like you see that in church but in the middle of a walmart is a little wild it was very wild very embarrassing i can see that would be like really weird for you it like, was really weird yeah <laughs> i would have turned around to him and be like hold on it worked hold on look you mean my Wait, dick worked. i think it worked look <laughs> i'm scared i think it worked sorry i had to go there i'm sorry <laughs> Hey man, I bit my wrist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is like uh, anybody that gets that reference, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck man. But let's talk about cool shit because no one can fucking do these things. Um, let's talk about fucking doing pull-ups the whole way up a mountain yeah. and filming that. How shit. do we say that? Is it bloody cool war? Cool war. Cool war. Cool war. Cool war. He dated cool a French war. woman. I know. This is how you know. <laughs> he knows. I, well, my, my family's woman. Belgian. Yeah. So um, I grew up understanding French accent mm-hmm. um, or French speaking accent. And um, I took French in high school okay. because of that. So everything was leading up to Natalia. <laughs> right? <laughs> Did you hear my voice get lower? We're still friends. <laughs> right. We're still friends, actually. Um, and she sent a friend to come visit me. Like, it was a friend that really wanted to come. Okay. San Diego. I mean, it's been decades. Yeah. So, you know, it's been a long time. Not quite multiple decades, but more than a decade. So it's been a long time. Anyways, a friend of hers came and visited. Yeah. And I thought she was visiting me for something, you know, barely knew each other, but thank God she wasn't because she just did her own thing. It was great. But it was really, it was really, it was really awkward. It was awkward. <laughs> Hi. Um, oh, so cool war, bloody yeah. cool war. Yeah. That's the, that is Let's the, talk um, about that. Because we watched that movie and it was pretty. Did you watch it? Of course I did. Is it not terrible? No, it's not terrible. It's it's not terrible. It's not terrible at all. It's it's terrible to me. It's it's inspiring. That's that's rad. It was inspiring because someone that has it worse off than you did something. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Get out of your head. I'm totally kidding. I'm totally kidding. First of all, shut up. Here's the deal. Here's how I describe this. I'm going to say my friend, the para-athlete, Climbed it. No, you did fucking pull-ups yeah, the side dude. of a mountain. No one can do that, Jeremy. No. <laughs> yeah, and let's let's put it in perspective. I was assisted pull-ups. Yeah. I was on a belay assist. Yeah, mm-hmm. but so still. like 
Yes, it was it was thousands of the motion of doing pull-ups and I did all that I could physically do. Yes, yes. But they were assisting me. Like the the guys I was on a blade assistance. I'm editing this out. <laughs> like they're no, and that's all that's all documented in the movie and they do talk yeah, about it. I saw we, and I know, but did saw, you watch I don't, it? I, I, yeah, I yeah. So they were helping. They were helping. Yeah, yeah. So it wasn't all my own weight, but yes, I mean, I, it was. I did everything that I could pos possibly physically do. No, it yes, was 100%. amazing. Yes, it was amazing. Yeah, it was an amazing experience. Yeah, it looked pretty, pretty cool. The whole thing, like, what a beautiful, like when you got to the top and you guys were finally sitting up there. You said you really didn't remember anything at that point, right? You were just well so out of it. Um. Sitting at the top was an interesting experience. Well, we weren't there for very long because we were we had like a, a hard turnaround time and we were past that. Because once the sun goes down mm -hmm. out there, even though it was in June, it was June second, twenty twelve. Um, and even though it was in June, when the sun goes down, it like it gets icy and it gets cold. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. we're at, you know, eleven thousand feet. Um so we were only up there for like twenty minutes. Um and everyone, it was, it was, there were so many emotions going, going on. But one of the main thoughts that I share when I do my talks and stuff is, you know, everyone was kind of up there, there was cell service, you know, someone was kind of up there, like posting on Facebook and, you know, calling friends in town and like seeing if they could see them, you know, cause you can see the top, you can see the mountain from town. Um, it's like the biggest peak in the area. So you're like always looking at it and I was sitting there and going, well, <laughs> Um, I'm not capable of like more thankfulness than the next person, but the fact that to any, any one of them could just climb that mountain, like decide at noon, like, Oh, I'm going to go climb bloody and then go, you know, go boot pack it and, and ski it and be back by, you know, sunset. That's not in the cards for me. For me. You know, it took three months of training, a crew of 15 people, two days to get up this mountain, you know, and I was sitting up there and, you know, it's kind of like, it's kind of math, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, the harder something is, the more effort it takes, kind of the greater the appreciation on the other side of that, mm -hmm. the greater the level of thankfulness. Like, mm -hmm. I feel that whenever I'm sitting out in the water, you know, I feel the same thing, like takes all this effort, takes my friend, like piggybacking me over the sand and just getting a wet, like imagine sliding a limp foot through a, wetsuit you know it's not, it's it's hard you know yeah. and so i sit out in the water and you know you know anybody can just like run grab their board and run across the tracks and grab a couple waves at sunset you know and that's not in the cards for me you know it takes all this effort it's like yeah. for me to go surfing is like a five six hour ordeal if i surf for like an hour and a half you know all the before mm -hmm. and all the after yeah so this was the emotional thing that i was like kind of digesting at the top of that mountain and then i was like okay we gotta go we gotta ski the hardest thing you've ever skied ever in yeah, your life right yeah, now yeah. <laughs> like yeah. oh shit okay let me Good. try not to puke what was the pitch yeah was like, it's like an average 50 degrees Ooh. it's like straight down Damn. in skiing world that's like straight down yeah and there's like these big 300 foot cliffs so it's like a no fall zone so i skied the the, the head wall on belay yeah. because I'm strapped to a big metal thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And if you fall, you're, you're going forever. You're yeah, you're not either dying or ending up yeah. in the hospital. And there's no, yeah, there's no helicopter rescue or anything out there. Right. So I skied the head wall on belay. And then once we got past the no fall zone, 
Then I got to rip the middle of the couloir. That was great. That was probably the best part of the whole day. Yeah. It was great corn snow. And then at the bottom, it was terrible. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. Right. It was just all sun cupped in like just terrible summer conditions. It was like basically moon craters with rocks at the bottom of every moon crater. Oh, and it was like, turn, turn, fall, turn, yeah. fall, turn, 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 fall. And then I was by myself at this point because everyone was like packing off, packing up camp and, and hiking right. camp down. I was like, I just got to ski to the bottom. That's my that's my job right now. And it was, oh, it was so gnarly. So I ended up like getting out of my sit ski and like kind of glissading down the bottom part, like basically sliding on my butt <laughs> down yeah. the bottom part. And then my lower body um, ended up getting soaked. You know, because I'm just oh, yeah. sliding down snow mm -hmm. and, you know, I can't feel my legs right. getting cold. So my, you know, I get what's called um, uh, autonomic dysreflexia. Have you heard this mm -mm. crazy term before? Mm -hmm. Yeah, like the, the body still like senses things like pain and mm -hmm. things like that. And yeah. then those signals get sent up the spinal column, but then are stopped there's a spinal lesion there there's a disconnect you know and so they get rerouted into the sympathetic nervous system which is what controls hmm. all your autonomic yeah you know systems you know, everything mm -hmm. you know so basically throws your whole system off and it's, it's terrible 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 feeling it's like almost non-functional yeah it's really dangerous for people with like really high spinal cord injuries i'm lucky i'm a really low spinal injury so mm -hmm. it's not totally it's not totally dangerous for me but like someone who's a quadriplegic you know say they're like you know have sitting on something mm -hmm. or whatever you know and it, it you know it causes a pain signal they get sent in the, into the sympathetic nervous the autonomic nervous system not the sympathetic nervous system, the autonomic nervous system excuse me um and that can cause their blood pressure pressure spike and they could totally die from like you know and not even wow. know and not even know they just like feel like really sick all of a sudden and their blood pressure goes through the roof and oh, wow. so yeah so for someone with a high spinal injury it's a really dangerous thing but i'll get that and i basically feel really sick mm -hmm. uh, i just have like uncontrollable chills that switch to like uncontrollable sweats because the whole temperature control system is off how yeah. long does that take to kind of get back to normal <laughs> Probably as soon as you get out of there, it's it no, to it takes, it takes a while. I mean, really the only thing that can do it is narcotics. Cause that stops the like pain signals. You know? oh, wow. That's really the only thing that can Just, stop like, stops it. The pain receptors from like, that's exactly out. it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So usually I'll start to feel like, you know, on a given day, if I'm like pushing it too hard, I'm up too long or whatever, you know, then I'll just like, I'll have to like pop some Advil and lay down. Oh, so then, it's something then, that like mildly happens a lot. Like not, I won't say mildly, but like, you know, like yes. there's, there's a spectrum of it. Like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. For me, it usually happens if I've just been kind of like pushing myself too hard, mm -hmm. you know, I have a tendency to like keep going and going and going and like push myself. I have this yeah. thing I say to myself, I'm like, just keep going, just keep going, just keep going, just keep going. I say it like in my head, um, even when I'm like, you know, tired and hurting or whatever. And, uh, sometimes I have, I have a propensity to kind of push things a little too hard. So if I'm like traveling or like, you know, doing like riding every day for like several days in a row or, you know, working out too hard and, you know, say I like have a really hard workout and then I go on a ride the next day and then, you know, then I'm out with friends the next day, you know, I'll be out and like, oh, I, I need to go home and take some Advil and lay down because yeah. I'm starting to feel dysreflexic. Yeah. Push a little <laughs> <good>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, so that's what happens for me. And so I was feeling dysreflexic majorly. Um and my body was was literally freezing. Yeah. Um, 
by the time I got to the bottom of the mountain and then, um, I, I guess I fainted. Mm-hmm. Um, I finally got back to, they got me back to my chair. <laughs> they had to piggyback me like over this boulder field. It was, it was gnarly, dude. It was really gnarly getting out of there. And then, uh, I guess I fainted and I guess they rushed me to the hospital. I don't even remember. And I woke up with like all these bright lights and I realized where I was. I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> this is, I, okay. I, I'm okay with this. Cause I, this means I pushed myself as hard as I possibly could. Yeah. But you're in a good, spot. you're going to be fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was still in all my ski clothes and I was like, oh man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I was wearing Merino wool. So I didn't oh, smell. Dude, yeah. Seriously. Gotta wear everything what Merino, it, bro. <laughs> that was like the best. I'm not wearing it right now, but those are like the best shirts I've ever had. It's the best. Like, yeah. Should we plug your sponsor? Ridge the, Marino. Ridge Marino. Not <laughs> I'm not joking. Uh, it, those shirts are so cozy. It's amazing. It, I, I won't wear cotton mm-hmm. or denim. It looks soft. uncomfortable. It's like soft. Kim wears a, any coverall though in general. I'm like, isn't that uncomfortable? I don't know. When you're used to wearing Fashion, merino, sweaty. that's what I was going to say. Have you worn merino before? No, I have not okay. experienced that. It's because athletic clothes look aren't aren't cool. But you know, oh, women that's wear true. like You're... this is this is comfortable. But like, I love like I want to be cute, and if I think yeah. it's cute, I'm gonna wear it. And I'll yeah. suffer for fashion. She'll suffer. Suffer for fashion. For fashion. Yeah. That suffer. is mm-hmm. me too. Appreciate <laughs> me too. That's uh, I'm suffering. But for it my is fashion. soft. This is soft. Thank you very much. Okay. <laughs> All right. It's yeah. Everything's relative. I guess, right? We don't have the things that we want and we do and other people might think it's crazy. I want a denim onesie. Look, I want we're going to get you a denim onesie We're going to so make you a now. custom denim onesie. What color would you like? Do you want a black one? Wait, you make these? No. Well, oh, okay. No, but... But we'll figure it out. Yeah, okay, we can give me a custom... We can do anything. Well, I feel like denim has to be navy blue, right? No. Why? Why do you have to be so boring? Yeah, I'm boring. You talk about I really other am. people being judgy, and then here you are with this <laughs> denim comment. <laughs> Jeez, it doesn't have to be blue. It could be yeah, any I guess color. denim wow. could be anything. White, you could have when, pink. When I think of denim, I think of jeans. Tone deaf comment you've had this whole. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I actually that is how I am. Though I am kind of like, I am a creature of habit. I do the yeah. same thing. Do you eat the same all, things every day? I eat the same thing every day, oh, and so I crave weird. it. Really? Yeah. I wish I could be that way. And I'm like always, I'm kind of jealous of people that could do that, but I, I cannot, I can't do the same. I can do the same things like, but I can't eat the same, the same things over and over again. Like for breakfast, it's the same thing. And for lunch, it's the same thing. I, I want to be that way. I like being that way because it's a, uh, for me, it's efficient time-wise yeah, and stuff. Efficient. You know, when I'm at the store, I don't think I'm a robot. Boom, boom, boom. I yeah. get the same thing. I'm out of there. I think I'm just like bougie. <laughs> <laughs> you, or you mean bougie? We, you like to go out and eat? You. Yeah, you already know. Yeah. You like to go out and eat and like Not necessarily go out and eat. I, I cook a lot at home, but. That's um, how I spend my money. I mean, I love just going, going out, out and meeting. wasting it on just burning it, just but, burning it yeah, on ex- it. expensive restaurants. I have something, <laughs> yeah, not not really, but yeah. That's, oh, really? Yeah. No. Oh, I thought you were joking. That's how, that's that's how me and Kim like. You that's guys like that's our out. love language. You like your salmon salad at Tony's, dude. I get I get the salmon. Sa- well, no, that's I'm like basic on that. I usually actually eat pretty much the same thing. But if there's a bottle of wine on a menu that is expensive, I'm like. Phew. 
what can I sell Go, to get that? I need to know why it's expensive. <laughs> <laughs> it's expensive because it got marked up. Yeah. yeah and you get the same me. bottle You're of wine so, at the again, store again, for if you think you know me. You see me on the trail with an expensive bottle of wine and you don't you don't get it. Well, I eat a salmon salad every night. That's why I say that's why oh, I no, relate with what, yeah. you when you when you order it's that. The, the simplest things and then like breakfast is just like eggs and spinach and black beans. You take you the time to that? make that? It's easy. That's awesome. It's easy. Actually, I will say one of my favorite breakfasts, and it's pretty easy to make, is I take like, I toast some sourdough, and I put some bitchin' sauce on it. Oh, uh, bitchin' sauce! And then so I good, do yeah. a fried egg on top with some sriracha and yes. everything bagel seasoning, and then I do a little bit of sprouts, and it's like. So that sounds glorious. It's also it's the bougiest so breakfast we've all it's had. Not, that sounds oh, glorious. It's, so, it's actually like super low in calories. Yeah. And it's pretty cheap because you're just got you you buying well. <laughs> Eggs are not cheap anymore. No. Oh, I heard but, this. Yeah. yeah I like don't really buy eggs. So. A thing I heard places. that's crazy. That's wild. That's no, crazy. But the it rest of the ingredients. Are so super less cheap. houses are getting egged these days. Yeah. Yeah. Like, toilet <laughs> like nobody toilet papers houses anymore or eggs them. Only in I, Southern California where people can afford it. I just saw a meme yeah. the other day and it was like, back in my day, we used to throw toilet paper and yes, eggs at people's houses. I, I saw that one too. Not anymore. No. No, it's not a thing. It's a luxury. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I agree, though. I like the simplicity of routines with food because then you don't have to think about it. I want yeah. that. I, I'm, I'm a routine person. I'm a routine person. I mean, it's sure. efficient and it's it's great. You're probably saving a ton of money. And, Definitely. And I don't really go out and eat. I don't like to go out and eat. Do you ever door dash? No. I never door dash. It's way too expensive. That's why you have it's a lot waste of money. money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Oh, and I don't pay for beer, Super so guilty. that's why oh, I have yeah. a lot of money. Let's <laughs> yeah, let's, actually, list your sponsors because yeah. I think this is something that's interesting to people. Oh God, I hope and, I don't forget and, one. Hey, don't forget. Ready? Go. Well, the number one, my title sponsor is Sierra Nevada. Yeah. Sierra mm-hmm. Nevada Brewing Company. They're awesome. Like I, I have, I am contractually, contractually. Did I say that right? obligated to do like a certain amount of posting and things Mm -hmm. like that. And I do pretty well. It's like, and there's things that are not measured, like mentioning that Sierra Nevada is a sponsor in a podcast or Mm -hmm. on one of my videos, that stuff's not measure measurable by their tool. So, um, but as far as their tool measuring tool is concerned, I, I fall short and they're like, so (laughs) they're like, we just want to support you. That's awesome. So yeah. yeah, that's awesome. They're just good. They're good people. Good it's a good company. We like it's good that. beer. Yeah. I like Sierra Nevada. Did you like that one that I brought over yeah. last time? What was the that uh, powdered AIPA? The pa- yes. That Those was really nice. Seasonal winter one, nice. obviously. He didn't bring us any beer this time. That's why we're drinking scotch. Well, <laughs> I told you to get beer pretty much. I didn't, oh, you <laughs> did kind of, but I was. Well, we, <laughs> felt, we felt this was. No, I actually had um, a, a, a bag. I, I put beers and some hop splash. Mm-hmm. They're like hop water in a bag to grab on my way out. And I forgot to grab it on my way out. So I told you. Are space. you sponsored by hop splash? They, it's made by Sierra. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I actually am drinking that more than beer now. It's, it's fucking awesome. Like if you like hops. Nerd. <laughs> Sorry. Thank you. That's a compliment. <laughs> Nerds are cool Thank these days. You. Don't you know this? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I've been really trying to slow down yeah. drinking too, um, and especially beer. Um, and the hop splash really helps me do that. There's like What's a the difference. Of, it's a completely different thing. It's 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 sparkling water with hop flavor. It doesn't taste like beer. Never tried it. Yeah, it does. Do you like hops? I don't know. I'm not a huge beer person. Then you probably wouldn't like yeah, it. It's, it's like swamp water. Okay. It's basically swamp water. Okay. So if you like 
swampy beer. You know, I feel you're like, like it's like the gin of no. sparkling water. Like it's like I this very gin. floral. It's very floral. It is good. Okay. okay. If you like gin, yeah. you might then. You might right. actually. Because yeah, it's it's almost well, like having try. a very floral. I was going like, to bring some like, and I forgot. Uh, I'm sorry. Sparkling water. Jeremy, yeah. failing at life. <laughs> I am totally <laughs> failing. It's fine. Um, Any yeah, other so, sponsors we have? Um, yes, um, Ridge Merino that we, okay, we did mentioned on. earlier. Yeah, that's what comfy Merino. And this yeah. is me saying this. This, this is all your this, shirts that you have. Yeah, okay. like for me, like I'm a, I I've always been a Merino fan. Actually, and I became a Merino fan. I used to work for a Merino company when I was a rep back in the day, and I was freaking sold. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more of a lifestyle than a fabric, as far as I'm concerned. Like everything in my life, I'm like minimize logistics everything that's just how my mind works and like wearing merino is you're like i'm wearing the same thing i sleep in it i go to the trail and i wear it to the to the brewery and then yeah i go to sleep in it again so you haven't taken a shower or cleaned your shirts in a while you don't have to shower Um, this is a clean shirt that i put on just for Um, us it showers for you paula for you guys that's so Um, sweet um, I did put on a clean shirt before coming over. I did not shower. I showered last night. All right. That's all right. That's pass. That's I'm a pass. night shower. Okay. I like to be clean when I get in bed. That's okay. Yeah. A lot of people don't get that. You sweat when you sleep. Yeah. You gotta be. Clean. Well, if you sweat when you sleep, that then means you shower in the morning, right? Dirty. No, no, no. You want to like, you want to be clean before you like get in your bed. And then you want to minimize the amount, the amount of, of so then impurities. Are you wash your sheets then before you get back into bed? My sheets are actually washing right now. How often do you wash your shoes? Once a week for me. Uh, yeah, it's once, once a week. week. Yeah, it's every other day for sure. Once a week. How often? Okay. No, just how often do you wash your um, pillows? Same. The actual pillows? Once a week. Oh. Pillows like, are disposable. Pill- I'm well, kind no, of a freak I with the pillow. I have a really nice pillow though. And I don't know if like it's like the cooling. Um, yeah. Whatchamacallit. What yeah. That? Like the what foam or whatever. Uh, one of the major. Is it like one of those like, yeah. I get it. But it's like a cooling pillow and I'm like like purple or something. Fuck it up. I throw it Probably, away. yeah. But you think of like, okay, you think you wash your sheets because of, you know, dust mites mm-hmm. is the main reason yeah. for me, right? You think about your well, you think too. your pillow is probably the dust mite central. Right. And then cuz your hair and your in your dandruff or whatever and your no, hair your drool kills and... dust mites. <laughs> <laughs> drool kills dust mites so you could So the pillow is probably like it's the self-cleaning. <laughs> yeah, it cleans itself once a night. Oh yeah, so I I have the total like um, silver antimicrobial oh, yeah. pillowcase cover and wash my pillows. Um, yeah. Fancy, huh? I think that uh, I think it's important. I don't so know. wait, tell me now. <laughs> like you spend time between here and Bentonville, Arkansas. Yeah. Bentonville, Arkansas. Yes. When you are here, are you living in your van solely? No, I still have my I still have my place. Oh, so okay. I live in a garage. Okay. You've been to my yeah, you've yeah, been to my place. Garage. Yeah. So okay. I live in a garage. I um I've been there for 13 years now. Oh wow. Um, Where at? In Cardiff. In Cardiff, okay. Yeah. And it's a cool little spot. Nice. It was just a garage when I first moved in there. There was a bathroom. There was always a bathroom in there. But I was actually, in 2010, I was pretty much homeless. I, I went through some 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 rough stuff. And uh, I was just, like, crashing on my buddy's couch in Hillcrest. And um, my buddy, who used to live upstairs from the garage I'm in now, he was like, hey, if you're ever... 
up in North County and you don't want to drive up back to Hillcrest. Maybe you've had a couple of drinks or whatever. You're like, you can always crash in my garage. I've got this really nice couch there. He was very animate about saying he had this $3,000 couch. <laughs> I have this 3000 He said it so many times. I was like, okay, buddy, you want me to know that your, co- your couch cost three grand? Right. Great. That'd I get it. I get it. Nice. Listen, yeah. <laughs> it was really nice. It was really comfortable, this $3,000 couch. Yeah. Was it a pullout couch or just like No, a just nice, a regular couch. And, but it was kind of deep, so there was like a lot of space. Um, so one night I actually had a couple drinks. I didn't feel like driving all the way back to Hillcrest. And so I, I texted my buddy. He was like, Hey, can I, the offer still stand? He's like, heck yeah. Yeah, dude. $3,000 couch. $3,000 couch. Have you still sleeping on a $3,000 couch? No, no, no. The couch <laughs> is long gone. That's a $3, no, I have an $800 IKEA couch now. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I, 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 I crashed on the couch. And I woke up in the morning, he brought down coffee and then I went surfing and he brought margaritas to the beach and I had a few, I had a few margaritas and I was like, I can't drive home. So I slept on the couch. He brought coffee in the morning. I went surfing. He brought margaritas to the beach. Really good relationship. I like this guy. I do too. He seems dateable. Yes. Hey, Natalia. (laughs) (laughs) And I am 13 years. I'm still there. He he has moved out. He's gone. There's been several changing of the guard. Okay. Um, What do you pay for something like that? I pay 500 bucks. <laughs> and that's why I'm still there. And yeah. I've, and you know, things have started to go well for me. I've, and so, you know, I put money into it and I fixed it up Cool. and made it into this cool little studio apartment. Nice. And it still has a garage door, but basically my wall opens up to the ocean. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, it's a direct view to the beach too. Jeez. It's pretty nice. So I live in a garage and I have it, and um, I'll but probably. You can also live in your van, and then you also yes. have a house in Arkansas. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you're really living your best life. That's what you're telling us. Um, I feel very fortunate. Yes, yeah. and the van is quite opulent. Yes, yes. I realize that. Um, very cool. Yeah, uh, I am thinking about maybe offloading some assets, though. What would you <laughs> offload? That's where I'm at. I'm trying to decide. But you want to stay in Arkansas? That's like a goal? Or is it a maybe Airbnb or rent it out and like live here full time? Or what do you what do you see for your future? Um, I like having autonomy and being able to be where I want when I want. Um, And the van affords me that. Definitely. Um, With the van, I can go anywhere. Yeah, um, dollars in Cardiff. Yeah, I'll always keep that. Yeah, I think I'll always yeah, keep it. Not, I always yeah. keep it. It's, it's a storage unit. It's, it's less than a storage unit. Then <laughs> I have all my yeah. my bikes and, and stuff in there. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I might sell my house in Arkansas. I'm not sure. Uh, it's I'm right now like this week as we're having this conversation, like a like kind of a like a crossroads, like gonna like make some major decisions here coming up. Um, and it kind of all is contingent upon the work that they have for me there. If they're going to like, yeah, let's talk, let's talk about oh, this. So because that's where the adapted bikes and stuff that you're working with is there, right? In Bentonville. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? Well, if you work in trails, Bentonville is the place mm-hmm. to be. It's mountain okay. bike Disneyland. Okay. And there's just a ton of work. Okay. And they've, um, hired me as a consultant to help with the adaptive infrastructure there and the, uh, the adaptive friendliness of the trails. Okay. So when you're rating trails, you're doing that there. 
Have you done it? You've done it here though. Right? I do it all over. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's talk about this. This is the, the unpavement. Yes. Project. The yes. unpavement. Project. Project. Yes. Project. Which is a movement. A movement. Ramon. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> of Wait, all of us. Ramon. Thank of you. all of us. You, you roll that. <laughs> it's a movement of all. The premise is that it's a movement of all of us, like yeah. off the pavement into wild spaces where we can have a, a relationship with nature. Um, yeah, because you look at all the the uncertainty, the hate, mm -hmm. the division, um, everything in our world right now um, that's just really weird and ugly. Yeah. And I think if people just got, had a, you know, relationship with nature. Got mm -hmm. off their phones. Just Got off their phones. Yeah. Get um, out into the Which open. they can be on their phone and listen to this podcast right now. Mm. But once okay. it's over. Yeah. Then get off your phone. <laughs> yeah. But please pay attention. Yeah. Just, and. You know, have a having a relationship with nature. Um, for me, you know, I've co got this constant chatter always mm -hmm. in my head, um, negative chatter, and that all is quieted. Well, I mean, it's proven. Okay. Like even like yeah. a twenty-minute walk proven. is better than any antidepressant. Hundred percent yeah. in nature. Twenty-minute walk in nature is like way better than anything. And then add to the equation exercise yeah, to that there's out. something about the yeah. freaking equation of exercising outdoors that is just mm -hmm. there's some it, it works mm -hmm. and if everyone just did that on a consistent basis yeah um especially our politicians jeez you know <laughs> i feel like the world would be a, lot, a better place so that's that's kind of the whole premise of it to help us kind of quiet our minds and that relationship with nature um and uh that's how it all started with me just realizing this about myself and my life and wanting this for other people. Um, and realizing that for me physically to have a relationship with nature, you know, it, it takes, because I've got this really cool bike mm -hmm. that helps me get out there. It's amazing. But I've, I've gotten to some very precarious situations out on the trail. I've even been helicoptered out of PQ Canyon a Canyon. I know super well, um, and you can imagine, you know, how fun it is to ride in a helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> it is fun. That's where I was going. Yeah, it yeah, is yeah. fun. It is that fun. fun um, and imagine getting hoisted up from the ground cool. up into a helicopter that's hovering cool. over you is really fun. I'm just saying what everybody's thinking. But wait, do you have to pay for that? No. Oh, that's fabulous. So, yeah. That's even more fun. I, I, and, and I, you know, I don't know why, but I guess because it was the Coast Guard. Mm -hmm. Not your uh, the fire department paid for that ride. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It was the Coast Guard that rescued me. Okay. Yeah. Wow. And the guys are super cool. I'm still I'm still friends with them That's to this right. day. Yeah. And I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm so embarrassed. I'm like, no way, man. Like this is legit. Like we yeah. had to rescue someone who had a stomach ache last weekend. You know. Yeah. That's amazing. So yeah. So, and imagine being a paraplegic, like. Ending up down a trail where, like, you realize you have to turn around. Yeah. Or you end up falling off trail or something like mm -hmm. that. Recovering and getting back and even just turning that thing around on a narrow right. trail. And we're talking, like, a, a major Because you your, your bike's still going to be heavy, much heavier than than any other mountain bikes. And yeah, it, it weighs like 68 pounds. But the thing is, like, if you have your base, you're standing on your feet and you have your you your feet grounded, you can, you know, yeah. you can lift a lot. Sure. But like when when I'm sitting here, I'm I'm floating in the air. There's nothing stable in my lower body. 
So I'm like trying to move a big heavy thing like while I'm floating in the air. Right. On a trail to drop off. Yeah. Do you go by yourself a lot? <laughs> I do. Okay. I ride by myself a lot. And that was that was kind of the how the whole thing started is I started documenting my trail experiences and focusing on the YouTube channel and v- making videos. Where can people see this if yeah, they yeah. want to? What's the like, handle? Yeah. What's your YouTube handle? YouTube is the unpavement with Jeremy P. McGee. Isn't that long? <laughs> if you type in <laughs> 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 you can type in, you can search the so unpavement, but I think the hand, my handle yeah. is JP McGee yeah. okay. on YouTube McGee. because you have handles on okay. YouTube now. Okay. But if you call him JP in public, he's going to be like, you do not Yeah, he doesn't know, know who you are. You don't know he me. He won't even listen. <laughs> and what is your Instagram handle for everybody? JP McGee. JP it's McGee. JP McGee on everything. Yeah. Yeah. With but if you search, if you McGee. search Jeremy P, um, Jeremy Piven comes up and then when you start to type the MC, then I come up. Perfect. He's second. Yeah. Second. That's pretty good. <laughs> pretty good. What's he doing? Like hair club commercials? Who's, who's oh. Jeremy Piven? He's only he's only amazing. Just kidding. Well. Actually, his hair club commercials are amazing. Wow. He does hair club commercials. Yeah, he does. Did he's he open does. about it now. There was like this whole thing where like on Instagram is like his you know he started getting more hair as he got older. <laughs> do you remember oh. like do you remember the movies he did you watch he's, P C U? You're right. You're right. He was had like no hair and then like more hair and Maybe then more hair. Uh, and now he's like gonna make money off of that shit. Huh? There is some like you pay for it. There's some places that like yeah. it re- regrows hair and it's amazing. I've like seen some I, I didn't even know it was possible. I did it. You did not. No, like a liar. I feel like yeah, it would be nice to have hair, mm-hmm. but I kind of don't care. I don't, yeah. well, like it sounds like a lot of money and, and a lot of care. effort and a lot of some pain. It's a like, lot of money. Yeah, and I'm like, like uh, I know people that went to Turkey and had it done, and I was like shocked because I saw them with hair, and I was like, Whoa, whoa! Oh, now, did they get yeah. implants? Or yeah. okay, yeah. So, so that's super painful, I guess. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, like I was, I was like, holy shit! So it's, it's a thing, rather, but I it's like you know, you're gonna probably spend like, I don't know. Depending, you gotta if you're doing it out of the country, you gotta pay to get there and yeah, accommodation. But, I mean, are we talking ten grand or like fifty? Well, grand? I know if you do it, there's some places in LA I think that are up to like twenty, twenty five thousand. It's not totally crazy. Oh, I mean, it's yeah. like a it's like getting oh. a boob job, Just same thing, on, you know. Yeah. Well, it's a little right? more than a boob job, than that. Yeah. <laughs> oh. maybe like a, a mommy makeover or something. No, it's probably. Yeah actually way under that i don't know anyways i don't know i don't know how much that costs i'm guessing but, um, anyways i have a burning question for you uh-oh burning burning this is coming from the notes who peed in your chair you know? oh, oh yeah, good job may i commend <laughs> your research on that thank you let's talk about that does that sound like a bestseller title i love the sound of that That's great title because i've been told by experts that if i want to have a bestseller i won't name it that yeah i think that's dumb i think it's when they said when what what was the time that they said that you couldn't how long ago was a bestseller it's been several people that have told me this um name what was the other (laughs) option that you had because i do remember talking to you about this and you said that there was another name since then i've come up with another title um boo i don't know i'm (laughs) sorry and it's pretty good too okay i feel how it feels to not feel that one's really good, but it's like chicken soup <laughs> for the soul. Yeah, but that's why. Who peed in your Cheerios like, is, yeah, is number one. I feel, like, I feel like that's the second book. Oh my God. Or oh, can you start with, mm-hmm. maybe you start with how it feels to not feel, and then you become the bestseller, and then you go, who peed in my Well, no, 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 right now. That one, we talk, dude, we talked about this at great length with lots of scotch 
in the last episode. <laughs> I don't remember. So, but the, the good news is I have all these things. Scott, so I'm going to pull Scott. clips from that too when we start posting. Will clips. you? Oh, yeah. No, okay, I'm going to get it. It's going to happen. I personally think Hoop Eating Your Cheerios is a brilliant That's the title. winner. I'm That's sorry. That's the winner. I agree with you. Right now, the way I have it, it's how it feels and not feel. And there's a chapter called Hoop Eating Your Cheerios, which is kind of how the story opens with the story of my little brother peeing in his Cheerios. <laughs> <laughs> what if? What if? Hear me out here. This this is our brainstorming. This right. episode's going to be called "But We Digress" with Jeremy McKay. Right. <laughs> By the way, 100%. but we digress. And uh, I love what if it's was the feel one? See, I already forgot it. How it how feels to not feel. That's true. To not feel. Okay, you did. Okay. How it feels to not feel. Colon. Who peed in your Cheerios? I love it when you say colon. It makes me it makes me (laughs) tingle in my colon. Then we've got a (laughs) title subtitle, and then people will be like, "Have you read this?" And they get to search them both. I mean, I'm just saying. Interesting idea. idea. But anyway, so that's going to be your life story, kind of like yeah, beginning um, to now. And I worked really hard. Yeah, I worked really hard on it for a while, and then I just haven't for like ten years. Yeah. Um. So I think what I'm going to do. This year is take the van and go out to Death Valley for a few months, turn off the phone, everything, and I'm not allowed to come home till it's done. Do it. I think that's what I'm going to do. Life is short. <laughs> Jeremy is grizzled when he comes back. Right? <laughs> I'm always grizzled. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think that's a, a wonderful idea. So um, we would have to, you know, I think what would be cool is if we kind of check back in with people. Yeah. You know, and over time and, and just see like, all right, well, since we talked to you last, what have you, you know, what have you done? Was there goals that you accomplished since then? And maybe you'll have finished your book. I really hope I have. It's something that's been inside of me for a long time that needs to come out yeah, as an art, as story, an artist, so. you know, mm-hmm. and um, writing has always been my medium. So I hope that I can be disciplined and do it. Well, we'll see. We'll find out, won't we? <laughs> let's, talk, let's talk about discipline, though. So as as an athlete, for people that maybe want to promote themselves and 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 do this, you know, you've got to work with sponsors, you've got to you're creating content, you're editing content, you're publishing content, you're you still have to do these things too physically and and put them all out and like put all this together. How do you how do you ration that? That that is the question. Yeah. Always. Um you know, people think like we talk about being in, you know, it being inspired and, you know, and things like that. And for me, it's not inspiration that makes those things happen. You know, I think inspiration is where the ideas happen. Um, but like, I, I don't wake up a happy guy, you know, I don't wake up and in feeling inspired. I wake up in pain and mm. like, Oh, okay. You know, I've got arthritis. I've lived hard, you know, and my body tells me every morning how hard I've lived. Um, and so I wake up with that. <laughs> Do we need to stop? <laughs> so you ask, like, how do I discipline? Yeah. So yeah. you've got discipline sponsors. is the word. Yeah, you've got sponsors. You're um, you're traveling. You are creating content. So you're you're actually you know physically writing trails and I'm sure you have and, and obligations with your sponsors to meet too, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. 
and you're recording them and then you you're doing the editing yourself right mm -hmm. and so that's a lot <laughs> it's a know? lot it is and a so lot for, which is why i've kind of ha haven't been making very many videos lately because i've been it's a matter of bandwidth you know mm -hmm. with the consulting and speaking and stuff like that it's like <laughs> where am i going to find 30 hours to edit, edit a video, you know? Right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's, Trust yeah. me. Yeah, this is a problem. You, know? you understand how yeah. that feels? You need to be able to, yeah. Have you ever thought of offloading that? Oh, all the time. Yeah. But then I'm like, when I, and I get to close to, I get close to doing it. I've been so close to hiring people. And then I'm like, I could do this. Mm -hmm. I just need That's to be more. Familiar. I just need to be more disciplined, shut up, Paula. I just need to be more disciplined. Like Paula I can do this. To shut her mouth. Right shut your hole, Paula. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Do you whiten your teeth? Your teeth are very white. Oh wow. No, I, so don't. We digress. You don't. I don't. You just have good teeth. You said you've only had like one cavity. Oh, I've had tons like, of cavity, but I haven't had any in for like fifteen. Do you drink coffee with a straw or something? My teeth no. are not white, but thank you for. They do look that. really white. Well, they're gonna look white with this red lipstick. Okay, I so I, I need to start wearing red lipstick. Yeah, that's what so I need. That's to do. the trick, guys. <laughs> thank you. Anyway. Okay. Anyway, sorry, I'm the king of tangents. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, I d I don't wake up stoked. I don't wake up yeah. wanting to do anything. I don't wake up like, oh yeah, I get to, like. Do this today? No, nobody no. feels like that. <laughs> no, you nobody does that. Going because you feel obligated, like sometimes of your stuff that you. Sometimes have? I like um I check my email in bed and that gets me out of bed. I'm like, oh shit, I gotta really have to respond to this, and that gets me out of bed. Yeah. Um, but I actually do enjoy like taking my cup of coffee to the computer and like getting through like my sales mm -hmm. stuff, you know, because I sell those bikes too. Yeah, that's that's yeah. true. You also run a business. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sales have thing. not been good lately. Let me just say that. Um, they you were amazing. All of your jobs, though, are sales, technically. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can if you break it down yeah. to its purest form. Yeah, a lot of it is. Um, but what it comes down to um, is discipline. Like mm -hmm. it's doing the little things every day. That's why I like doing the same thing every day. Because when I don't feel inspired or motivated, I can just robotically stick to the plan. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. and it might, although it might feel like going through the motions, it might feel like just putting one foot in front of the other. I'm still working towards something and I can feel good about myself at the end of the day. Yeah. And then I still am working towards my goals, you know? So that's why that, that is one reason why I like to be that way. Mm -hmm. And, um, when I don't feel like taking care of myself and I don't feel like eating, I just eat the same thing. Mm -hmm. And Cause it's because yeah. <laughs> it's there and yeah. I'm like, okay, I can just do this. And then I'm like, and then after I eat it, I'm like, oh, I feel good about myself. You know, right. it's kind of like prime, like priming an engine or something like that. You know, it's like go through the motions of like getting it started and then, oh, well now it's moving. Yes, right? exactly. Like, yeah. 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 And, yeah. and sometimes in life it is, you know, sometimes I do wake up stoked, you know, and, and those days are great. You know, I get a lot done. We get a lot more done. Um, but yeah, sometimes it is just going through the motions. And I feel like if we base the things we do on how we feel, mm -hmm. nothing's ever going to get done because our emotions like come and go with the wind. You know, they're up and down all over the place. Put that on silent, buddy. Wow. <laughs> We're doing a podcast. D&D, &D, bro. D&D. D&D. Not me, bro. That's not even my I sound. Ding. I don't ding. I don't ding. Um, yeah, so... I think for me, the key has been um, not basing what I do 
on on feeling mm-hmm. and feeling inspired. Just get up and go. Get up and do your shit. Um, well, yes, get up and go. But before that, figure answer the question: What do I want? What do I mm-hmm. want to do? What's the goal? Set the goal. Come up with a plan. Like very tact. I'm very tactician, tactical in this way. Come up with a plan, and then you know, here's the small things every day. So that you're not are part of the plan. You don't feel like you're reacting to your day. It's you stick to planned. that even if you don't want to. And to <clears> me, that is true inspiration. People say that's the most depressing thing I've ever heard. I'm like, really? Because yeah. <laughs> you're inspired one day and not the other, but I'm still going. Yeah. You know? I, feel, I, I feel like that and 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 I'll I'll feel it. I, I feel it too. But I think that sometimes watching other people, uh, you know, it's like the Goggins thing. It's like it's like, man just doesn't seem like fun <laughs> you know and i think that's where people you don't think torturing yourself it. is fun because it actually kind of is no it is <laughs> i love torturing myself yeah <laughs> i really do it just feels so good yeah <laughs> <laughs> no it does to exert yourself into into to push past maybe what you think you can do uh it, a lot of people i think don't don't get get to those points where they where they realize oh it's mental and physical it's it's more mental than physical to overcome anything 100 percent, you know 100 percent, and and that includes a lot of physical activity and but i think that people see that and they go mm, yeah i just don't think that's for me <laughs> and, it's a mindset it's yeah. you know i think david Gog- david goggins's biggest message is to to relish in the pain mm-hmm. That that's his whole thing. Change mindset you know? on it. Yeah, and the, and that makes me like I used to be like af- afraid of you know getting a shot or or needles you mm-hmm. know, and then I remember telling myself one day like, just want it, like push into it. There's you know? a whole bunch. Like of change your mindset. Like, yep. And so I I tried it one day. Like mm-hmm. a nurse was getting me set up for an IV, and I'm like, I want it, and I actually like push into mm-hmm. it. You know, like like give it to me yeah. and. It, it changed the whole freaking experience. I'm like, oh, I'm going to apply that to everything. But she went home thinking you were a heroin addict. <laughs> oh, we slept together. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> She's like, oh, I like that. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. Yeah, give me your number. Hold on. I've never slept with any nurse I've ever had. That's not true. That did not happen. <laughs> oh, my God. What are some future dreams and goals that you have? Besides finishing your book. Sleeping with a nurse. <laughs> you already did. You have to check that off. You said. It's yeah, it checked off a few times. <laughs> no. Um, what, what did you say? What are today? some future dreams and goals that you have? But you mentioned like, something. You mentioned an book. example after you said that. Oh, I that. said besides your book. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Book is big. Book is one. Yeah. Um, what else? Where else do you see yourself? Like? Well, more immediate, not long-term, but more me- immediate. Since we last spoke, I've had a, a few film projects that have started. Cool. Um, involving me doing things that I want to do okay. in my life, checking the bucket list items off. Um, one is actually really simple. There's um, there's a, a big drop in the at the bike park across the street from my house that I want to do. Okay. And so I, I approached the Trail Builders guys. I was like, hey, man, what do you guys think about, like, working together and figuring out like how to build jumps and, you know, work on my bike so that well, my bike is really long and front heavy. So it just dives. If you've right. watched any videos of me jumping yeah. or doing a drop, you could see my front wheels hit first before anything. Sometimes I even land like this. It's really scary. 
so we started working on um you know, this, this projects, if, you know, we, we set up this huge ATV kicker and put it over this big moto airbag. Um, and when I get back in a couple of weeks, we're going to be hitting that and analyzing cool. slow motion video, what my bike does in the air. And we're going to be building a replica of this drop. And I've done a few drops now, um, increasingly bigger, like leading up to doing this one. Um, we're going to build a replica of this one drop and put it over a lander airbag. And we're, we're doing a, documentary film making a documentary oh, film of it right. the guys were actually just out here last week um shooting me here and these are um, the guys that made the trail or they're gonna start working on the i'm bike. working with like the main trail building company there mm-hmm. cool. they're called the trailblazers okay. and those guys that's like my crew out there now like my best friends now that's right it's pretty cool so yeah that is you know a smaller more short-term thing but i want to do this drop but i want to do it safely i want to live Mm-hmm. after That's it good. we like that That's a good <laughs> so day. and it's going to be a big day for the community imagine the whole party that's going to be there when i do actually do this drop it's going to cool. be rad do, can we be and there? this is benton 100 percent. oh my god no none of my friends have ever you're you're invited where is it 100 where is it bentonville arkansas bro oh, oh yeah how oh, long from now <laughs> tell me because i've never been to arkansas yeah. so i need to like prep <laughs> what do you need to prep for <laughs> <laughs> how long how long until this is going to happen Oh, I'll, it'll be done this spring. Wow. This spring. This yeah. Spring. Um, let's see. We're, I'll be I'll be there March, April, May. Oh wow! So in that time frame. Okay. And hopefully we we shoot everything in that time. I'm hoping, and we have a the the producers are saying we're gonna have a movie by the end of the year. So cool. That's pretty fun. Right. And my other project, um, my next kind of bucket list item is I I'm obsessed with orcas. <laughs> yeah. I know this one because yeah. that was a yeah. life dream was to swim with the whales in Puget Sound, correct? Yes. And so, yeah, so I went up there last year with the van and uh, it was a total fail. Right. Everything, everything about the trip. Mm-hmm. Wasn't the right time. Well, it was the right time to learn. To learn. Mm-hmm. Like, but not to actually. It, I'm, you know, I could learn everything I learned by like performing research and stuff like that, but that's just not who I am. Like I, I got to go there and see the lay of the land and figure it out and talk to the people. And that's what I did. And, uh, it's not the type of place where you can just like go wing it and figure it out. Yeah. You know, yeah. like they kind of, the San Juan Island chains, I've, I've all like cracked down on van life and stuff like that. So you can't just like take the van and go figure it out. And you can't, cause you can't really just park anywhere. You have to have like a, a, a campsite booked way in advance and have it figured out. And you have to know like, the areas where the where the whales are right they're not everywhere consistently so in the ferry schedule too is another mm-hmm. thing you have to figure out so i think i've got it kind of figured out and it's definitely very 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 lucky if you ever like see one yeah from a kayak mm-hmm. from like a whale watching boat like odds are pretty good you yeah. know Cause they're all on the radios and yeah, they've got, got spotter planes and all that shit. Right. But from a kayak, it's really just a matter of, um, quantity, like mm-hmm. just being out there all the time. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go out up there and for a month like stay. and just paddle every fucking day. Cool. And hopefully, so, there. so we're making a documentary film of that too. Cool. With another crew. That's where Paula's from actually. Her family is orcas. 
Yeah, we are orcas. I come from a long line of orcas. Yeah. So that's why I like white and black so yeah. much. This, is, wow. this makes so much sense. You do. Checkered is your thing. Every thing. time I see checkers, I think of you. I know. Yeah. I have a and few I want, people I, that say that. Do I stop myself from sending you stuff. Because I don't want to seem like a super weirdo. Like, 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 here's some checkers. <laughs> Jeremy sent me more checkers. <laughs> Paula is the 10th wave of Scott. It just right. hasn't. Yeah, that's it. No, but I did uh, grow up in the Pacific Northwest. So Where specifically? Uh, Bellingham in Seattle. <gasps> So Bellingham is the real mountain bike capital of the world, I feel. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Huge. I will be spending some time in Bellingham when I'm up there, too. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice. I just, you know, it's when you grow up somewhere, it's like you'd yeah. rather not be there. <laughs> you'd rather not live where you grew up. I don't know. I grew up in San Diego, <laughs> and I love it here. <laughs> yeah, well, okay. Let's look at the difference. So, like. Dude, yeah, but yeah, but you're in a garage in Cardiff place. instead of Mira Mesa, so. Yeah. Mira well, Mesa sucks, me, you're right. the weather, though. If I was you in Mira Mesa, though. Mira Mesa doesn't suck. Still San Diego. Mira Mesa sucks. What? You can't say that. Why? I'm just kidding. You can't say your opinions anymore? Someone's going to get barred. No, but weather-wise, I cannot live in Washington. I can't. It's depressing. Summers, that's gorgeous. it's it's it is beautiful, tough. wonderful. Can't do the winters, and it's like eight months out well, of the year. Well, the summers here are very overcast. I don't care because I know <laughs> that it's not going to be that. You way just go long. east of the five, and then you're fine. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm yeah. not. So you that's just got to wait till like it's two in the afternoon. And everything's fine. It's it's clear from two to four. Yeah, but I yeah. also know that I live in San Diego, so I'm like. It's fine. See, I hate that people say that we, we don't have seasons in San Diego. I'm like, we do. There's all we have the June gloom. Day. Day. Yeah. It's on the same day. We have cold nights. May gray. Yeah. Have, August foggest. Yeah. It's winter. August foggest. Winter at things. night and summer and it during does the get day. Cold September. Yeah. Dude, this week has been like we past week has been yeah. so cold been really in cold. the garage, especially. Yes. Oh my god. Yes, yes. I've been freezing. We do have. It was cold like in here. the 40s one night. Yes. That's crazy. 40s a lot. That's crazy. People don't know that. Yeah. People don't understand. But then we've got like the, we've had like the mild Santa Ana's mm -hmm. and it's been so beautiful. You can see San Clemente Island like super, super clearly. I love that. Yeah, the weather's uh, been yeah. great lately. I love that. Man. Um, so where were we? Uh, you, it was the future. But the future, future. Jeremy's future. Oh, yeah. So those are the two, those are two immediate two things. things. I also, mm -hmm. um, I'm going to build a really cool house and probably in Arkansas. Yeah. I have this vision of this, this cool house nestled against a wooded area. My house there is not that. My I live in a really cool, like really convenient spot, but I'm not in love with my house. Yeah. I want I, I want I've got this vision of this really cool house and a small house too. I don't want a big house. Maybe even a studio format. Like a tiny home. Not necessarily a tiny home, but modern one bedroom studio. Your garage will be house. bigger than the living space, I feel like. Yeah, yeah the garage much. and um, the outside deck area will be massive. Yeah. But yeah. like the actual living space, I don't need, like right now I have a three bedroom, two bath house, and I just, I don't need it. It probably feels walled. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, I don't need like two different places where I watch TV, you know? Like one TV, mm -hmm. you know, I don't need my kitchen to be separate from my like living room you know i don't i don't need a living room dining room kitchen no. like that yeah. can all be one yeah you know i don't know and uh but huge vaulted ceilings all windows mm -hmm. and just a rad bathtub in front of those windows mm. mm -hmm. 
exhibition. I can like be in the bath watching deer go by. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. whatever turns you on, man. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot that turns me on. It's nature. (laughs) Nature. We're we're, we're finally finding the link to nature and it just turns you on, man. There's some unnatural things that turn me on too. <laughs> wow. On that note, <laughs> thank you for we're gonna thank you wrap for it being up. Uh oh, Paula's getting nervous. <laughs> <laughs> no, but <laughs> it just cuts out and then it's just me and Jeremy sitting there. So, so what turns you on? Yeah. What turns you on? <laughs> Paula had something else to do. Um, we were talking about, um, sexy text earlier and you got nervous i wasn't nervous <laughs> i was like oh wouldn't you like to know what i sexy text but I, then i was like I, I was weird i made it weird and i was like yes i would like to know and you're like Whoa. I, know. I, was, I was making jokes the other day because um when Kim and I first started dating, I told her I was going to send her some dick pics and um, she was like, no. And so I sent her photos of Dick Clark, Dick Gregory, <laughs> like, see, that's perfect. D- that's the, the way, best way to send dick yeah. pics is listen. Humor everybody. is the yeah. best men. This is the best way. Yeah. Don't actually Be, yeah. send a picture of your dick ever. Yeah. Don't do it. Just no. people named Dick. Yeah. Just people named Dick. <laughs> Let me teach you. Unless a woman you asks you for a picture, please don't send them. Please don't do it. There's really sound advice right there, gentlemen. Unsolicited dick pics. Please no. <laughs> I'm not going to say I never have, but <laughs> yeah. I now you know. not never something I choose please to do. Yeah. <laughs> just say but no. But also, I feel like that's it's just like any 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 sharing of those text messages on one end and the other is probably just to also have blackmail on both phones right for people like you don't share that because i'll share yours right right better have equal parts Mm -hmm. of terribleness Mm -hmm. just fuck someone over (laughs) just kidding Welcome to the We Digress podcast. <laughs> what if yeah. you're in love, though? I'm pretty sure that's not love. <laughs> no, just kidding. But yes, we digress. <laughs> All right, Jeremy. Thank you. Thank you. For yeah. the dick pic? Yeah, for the, yeah <laughs> I just got it. That was, that was the, and wait, the sexy text. That was the text message I got, actually. Hold on. We'll pull this up. Wait. Oh, yeah. You're, I thought Jeremy's you were serious. For, see, that's how gullible I am. Like, <laughs> like, did I accidentally send Ray another one today? But yes, yeah. thank you for being on here. And thank you for doing this twice. Yeah. Not once, but twice. I used it as an excuse to get to hang out with you guys. You just wanted to hang out with us. That is a true statement. <laughs> that is a very true statement. 100%. Well, we appreciate you, and it was always uh, it's always fun to hang out and talk. So we'll have to come back in, you know, in a, in a bit and check in on you and see how your films are going and okay. how your, your new house is being built. We'll need floor plans. I have been looking at lots already. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we're going we're gonna to find out. <laughs> but thank you don't forget it okay don't forget, don't forget it i don't have anything else to cheer um, i know sip sip so, i know i heard sip, sip. you well, i have a tiny little i heard you pick up sip. and sip and put down an empty can yeah actually for the record i had a tiny so yeah, it worked. I yeah me too i had a tiny bit yeah thanks you guys appreciate you thank you